Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Well, each week we want to give you some insights, information that you can use, or at least your friends can use, to be able to live a life on purpose. Today, I just really want to spend a little bit of time with you about the concept of entrepreneurship or self-employment, give you some tips, some ideas, some considerations as we go forward in today's economy. You know, uh, Bloomberg said that by 2020, uh, 50% of all jobs will be contract. So even if you say, well, listen, I'm an employee, I have a job, Ken, it doesn't really apply to me. Well, the fact is that it does. Uh, Nearly all positions as we move forward into the next decade or two will be what they call platooning, meaning you are going to be marketing expertise. You won't be marketing or being in a career. So as, re- as individuals, we need to take responsibility for, you know, was it that I'm an expert at and then can I market myself? You know, some of the younger generation really don't like LinkedIn, but LinkedIn really is now the digital Uh, card or digital resume to say, here I am, here's what I'm doing, here's what my expertise is, so that I'm available globally to the world's marketplace. So as we go through this uh, session, I just want you to think about, you know, what is it that you bring to the table? The other thing is CRG does have an assessment called the Entrepreneurial Style Success Indicator. It is a sister tool to the Personal Style Indicator, and it helps us to get clear about what is your entrepreneurial style. But there's also a second part that talks about what are your ratings towards 28 success factors, and I'll talk about some of them here as we continue in the show. So for those of you that are not in, don't have your own business, I just want to encourage you that you think about yourself as a solopreneur, as an individual who is marketing themselves into the marketplace, even if you have a quote-unquote job. That job or that position is you're constantly having to influence other people to say that I am worthy of this position, I'm worthy of the pay that I am earning, and that taking responsibility for your expertise in continuous learning is on your plate, not on somebody else's. We shouldn't really be looking to organizations or your company to keep you educated. That is your job. And here's the other thing that's happening, is that information is changing so quickly. It is also, uh, technology is changing, is that it's your responsibility to continue to keep up. The jobs that individuals will do in 10 or 20 or 30 years from now aren't even invented yet. You know, if we go back 20 years ago, there was no such thing as a fiber optic repair person. And so as being an entrepreneur or having an entrepreneurial mindset is very, very important. Uh, A few years ago, before the 2008 crash, we had a contact, uh, contact in the UK And so the uh, UK government was going to use our entrepreneurial style success indicator for all grade 12 students until, of course, the great economic crash in 2008, and then they removed themselves from that project. But one of the initiatives or the reason that they were doing this is that people had come into a space 
or governments that come to a space or employees are coming to a space where they said, you know what, I have this sense of entitlement. I really, I want to get a job. I don't want to be able to take responsibility for creating my own position, creating my own job, creating my own business. And the UK saw that as a detriment because people were not uh, being creative in the marketplace. They were not being creative in terms of what I bring to the table. Here's the other side. And this is true for myself, and I just want to speak to those people that are listening. There are many of you out there where there isn't a job that exists based on what your interests, gifts, and talents are. You have to create your own so that it reflects who you are and what's most important to you. So there's no SIC code, Standard Industry Code, or NOC National Occupational Code, as we use in Canada and the U.S., for my position of being a professional speaker who also develops content that then also leads an organized a publishing company. So there isn't one for that. There's one for pieces of that, but I had to really create my own position or really start my own business or be self-employed, whatever way that you want to identify with. I just recently actually got an email from our Beijing representative or distributor, and they said the Chinese government, and this is just like this week, the Chinese government really wants to shift the uh, culture into being entrepreneurial. Now, quite frankly, what most people don't realize is that the reason that the Chinese have done so well is that they actually had and have an entrepreneurial mindset, though they've been losing some of it. And so now they're talking about how can we shift it back where people got into these jobs. But if we go back a couple hundred years even though it was sort of a communist regime or framework, most people needed to be entrepreneurs where let's say they had their little rice farm and they were to grow a certain amount of rice on the acreage that they had available. Well, then they had a percentage that would go to the landlord and then the rest that they would keep. So they needed to take initiative. They needed to take responsibility to grow the most that they could so that they would have enough for their winter or for their family to live after the percentage was given to the landlord or whoever was holding title to that property. So here we are now globally, people are taking a look and here's China with one point so many billion people is that they see the initiative is that we need people to have an entrepreneurial mindset. They need to be able to take responsibility for creating the work and the roles that they have, as well as what's the expertise that I bring to the table. You know, when we think about value or the value proposition, and I, somebody was to ask you this question, what value do you bring to the marketplace? What expertise do you bring to the marketplace? Could you answer that question immediately? quickly so that you have confidence in the fact this is what I bring to the table. You know, my expertise is in leadership, in life purpose, in behavioral assessment, in wellness. And so I know that I bring that to the table. That's my expertise after doing this for 30 years of helping entrepreneurs to get clear about the direction. The other thing about self-employment, and if you're going to grow a business or organization that's beyond you, and that's where the entrepreneurial style success indicator comes to bear. In fact, we had a conversation with a client in our office uh, just yesterday, and that was, if you're going to build a team, if you're going to build an organization, if you're going to be self-employed, is that you need to bring other individuals around you that complement you. Here's who we tend to want to hang out with, people who are like us, people that 
that uh, we have synergy with, people that we have chemistry with. Well, we know through our style research, in a lot of cases, those are people that are like you and who you need on your team in many cases are people who are opposite of you. So find out through the entrepreneurial style success indicator, what style are you? And then what other styles are needed to fulfill the roles and responsibilities within your business or self-employment, et cetera. Now, the second part of the entrepreneurial style success indicator, and I just want to talk to you about it today, which I find very fascinating, is that we did some research on 4,000 successful entrepreneurs. And we identified and distilled down what are the top 28 factors or characteristics or background pieces that contributed to a successful entrepreneur. And that wasn't just financial, it was also how did they feel in terms of meaning in life, a success in their family life. It's just not about money. So it's interesting, you know, if I look at our um, assessment, you know, as we, I record this, is that one of the questions here, it says, you know, foundations for entrepreneurships. I've been fired from at least job, uh, one job, or I've quit a job in the anticipation of being fired. You know, uh, entrepreneurs, generally speaking, are mavericks. They don't conform. They don't uh, comply. And so if you're like that, then that's the sort of a foundation that other um, entrepreneurs, they are like that as well. But one of the questions that's in this list which I found fascinating when I was redoing the assessment a few years ago, was that entrepreneurs, generally speaking, do very poorly in investing in other uh, opportunities. And so that happened for me where I took some money that I was earning in our training company, invested in other companies, and those companies, and I, I'm ashamed to even say, went bankrupt because it really wasn't my interest. And so what I learned after having several different companies, in fact, at one time, I had six or seven different organizations or companies or businesses that I was trying to kind of launch, and it was really a total disaster. So my expressive side of my personal style was trying to create or have creativity or variety through having several different businesses, an RV rental business. I was a silent partner in a farm. It was a mining company. It was an alarm company. Yes, crazy, plus a training company. And I discovered really I was misguided in having all these different companies is that I really, that there was a, there's power in focus. Now that focus is I have diversity and variety within CRG now where I write, where I can do these podcasts, where um, uh, I can speak to other individuals, uh, build vision around how we can transform people around the world through the content here, helping you to be a better person, helping you to be a more equipped person, helping others around you that, to be more equipped. And so I discovered very, very quickly that I really suck and investing in things that I don't have interest in. And you know what? I was so busy focusing on other items is that I really never paid attention to these other investments. And so I had the alarm company go bankrupt after a general manager took advantage of us because I wasn't tending to uh, the, what I had planted. And not uh, really, I take responsibility for not really paying attention. Or in other cases where you know we invested in uh, mutual funds and stocks, and as our good friend Robert Kiyosaki would say, is, you know, those are idiotic things to kind of invest in because you're not paying attention and you're not financially literate. 
So really, I abandoned and abolished all of those things almost 15 years ago. And now there's more energy, there's more focus, and there's diversity within my life that still meets my needs without falsely believing that having 20 companies all at the same time is what's needed to meet my variety quotient. The other thing that many people misunderstand, and today it's more true than ever before, is that entrepreneurs are high-risk people. That's not true. The research shows that entrepreneurs take risks, but they take calculated risks. They would not go and take a step unless they believed and had a plan or had some um, insight that this was going to be successful. And so, the, yes, you do have to step out. You do have to take and do some change. You do have to take initiative. But we're not taking it being idiots as part of that process. Is in fact, we are taking a calculated risk as part of it. The other thing that is true for entrepreneurs, and you know, this is where you want to pay attention. Many, many times is that entrepreneurship, you could have partners. You could have uh, partners who are minor partners. You could have partners who are equal partners. But what I discovered is that when I bought Consulting Resource Group, when when I purchased it from Dr. Terry Anderson and the other owners, there were 13 different partners or owners as part of CRG. And my requirement to be able to purchase this company was is that I needed to be 100% owner. Not because everybody else was bad or that they didn't have some values. That I knew at that time that I was going to make a lot of decisions, a lot of changes, I was going to shift everything, and that I didn't need to run the company by committee. So that didn't mean I didn't have advisors. That didn't mean I didn't have uh, other mentors that I actually had hired. I had sort of a business acquisition person that I had hired as somebody that was counsel. I had legal counsel. I had accounting counsel. But as far as the direction of the company is that I knew that having a partner really wasn't going to go well. And so my encouragement is if you're going to go out on your own, there are some cases where you want to have a partner and you work well with other individuals, but make sure that your values are aligned. Make sure that uh, you complement one another, that maybe both of you are out there taking initiative and, and that might be great, but then you need to have somebody behind you that's taking care of the details, the systems, the processes. Or maybe you're a process and systems person and you need to bring a partner in who is a really good promoter, who's able to get that information out there because you're really the engineer side. You know, Michael Gerber talked about in his book, The E-Myth. Well, The E-Myth was talking about the entrepreneurial myth where a lot of times we are being technical. We're very good at doing something. Then all of a sudden we go into growing our own business and we need to be good at inspiring influencing, connecting with other individuals, regardless of who you are. And so as part of this growth for your entrepreneurial company is that take that into consideration. What works for you? There's not a right, there's not a wrong, there's not a formula that works for everybody, except for a formula that works for you. For you, use different tools, use different resources, use the entrepreneurial style success indicator to get clear about your style. Use the foundations for entrepreneurship and say, is my background, is my mindset similar to or equal to those other individuals, 4,000 entrepreneurs who've been successful? And even since this research was done, several other entrepreneurial uh, research projects have come into play where they have um, proven or verified our research as far as what's important to um, entrepreneurship. 
So think about that. I just want to encourage those of you that are listening. Remember what I started with? I said that Bloomberg said by 2020, which is just a heartbeat away, that 50% of jobs will be contract jobs. That means that even if you're a micro entrepreneur, it's yourself, only you, then fine. The other one is some of you as entrepreneurs, you have a decision to make is do you want to have a business or grow a business? Well, that's a different mindset. So my good friend, Alan, or mentor, pardon me, Alan Weiss, who wrote the book Million Dollar Consulting, says, Ken, I don't want to have any uh, employees. I just want to be myself. Yes, he has contract suppliers that assist and help him. Somebody that builds out his website, all does his digital sort of empire side of things. But he really, he says, when I'm gone, my, my business is gone. Now, and there could be somebody else like Robert Kiyosaki who says, you know, a business is something that you can leave and then come back a year later and it's still there or it's still growing. It's independent of you. Well, you get to decide what direction you want to go. Some of you don't want to have employees. Others do. But it does, you want to make that decision sooner than later because it influences the direction you want to go, the strategies you want to take. And so CRG, we're really growing to a business where this is way more independent than I am. And the tools and the resources that serve people globally are just accessed through the systems, the processes, and the team that has been built here around CRG. And that people can benefit 24-7 in any way the tools and resources that are there. And so that's the vision that we have here. So I want to encourage that if you haven't already done so, get clear about what's your expertise. Even if you're an employee, what is the value that you bring? What are you doing to continue to add value? In other words, what's, are you growing? Are you taking courses? Are you learning, continuously learning, as I've done in other podcasts and said the importance of that, that you need to stay on the edge. There's new technology. Knowledge is doubling every 12 to 24 months. So what are you doing to stay on the edge? You know, each time that we do Secrets of Success podcast, I just uh, you know ask uh, with appreciation, if you like what we're doing, that you would share it, you would pass it on. So if you like this show, if you like some of the other shows, then pass it on to your friends so that they can benefit as well as we can grow and help other individuals to realize their potential and help them to live on purpose. You know, thank you for listening to Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host. Dr. Ken Keyes.